0: Nurture and Support, Nurture and Support, this is a podcast theme song, and it's really short.
1: Nurture and Support begins in 3, 2,
0: 1. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Nurture and Support, this is episode 165 and... If you're just joining us, we're a podcast with uh, sharing all the awesome recommendations that we can find since when?
1: 2013.
0: Yeah, that's a long time. I am Mel at Karmic9. Hi,
1: everybody. I'm Kelly at K-E-L-L-Y-T-H-U-L on Twitter and Instagram. And that's 42 years in dog years, I think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If only we were dogs, we would be happier.
1: (laughs) Maybe we'll do a few podcast where we only bark <laughs> and so we can, yeah, yeah,
0: those would be easier to edit a little bit, yeah, so yeah, um, I have a really short um short and sweet recommendation for everyone this week. um we've established through all of these years of doing this show that I like crafting, I like making things, and um I know that i've I have recommended different ways. Um, for people to take online classes uh, from several different places, there, you know, there's places like Craftsy, which actually is not Craftsy anymore. They recently changed to a company called Blueprint. Uh, there's Creative Bug. There's Udemy. There's all sorts of places where you can take different kind of classes depending on what the subject matter is that you're you're trying to learn. Most of the stuff I'm I do is is mostly fiber arts. I've gotten a little bit more serious about my polymer clay sculpting lately. And so I wanted to tell y'all about a site that I came across through some some sculptors, um, maybe about six months ago. I lose track of time. But I, I don't know that a lot of people know about this place. And it's really pretty cool. And they had a super cool class that I think Kelly will really um, be interested in. So I thought I'd talk about it today, and it's a website called Curious Mondo, and that's the word curious, and then Mondo, M-O-N-D-O dot com, and they are based out of Utah, and they do online video classes for all sorts of different kind of craft-making subjects. I mean, it's really, they cover a whole bunch of different topics, and their videos are, are really well done. Um, unfortunately I'm going to put an asterisk here for everybody. Uh, their, their class prices are a little higher than probably a lot of people might, if you're just doing this as a hobby, want to jump into, but that's why I wanted to talk about them because I'm here to tell you I've bought a number of these classes and they do, they, they do, make it worthwhile for the price of the class. So the ones I have taken are mostly sculpting oriented. There's a sculptor on there named Karen Baker, who has done a number of different classes. And I think I have almost all of her classes and they are really super informative. They cover all of the little details of what Uh, of what a professional is trying to do when they sit down and they make something and they go through all of the steps, including when, as things happen, because they record them live, they don't edit out the parts where they screw up and have to redo something. They leave all of those mistakes and those errors in as a way for, you know, the, the instructor has to fix whatever it is that's gone wrong. And really, honestly, anybody that's out there trying to do anything, you learn more <laughs> when you screw up than by it accidentally coming out right the first time around. So that's one of the things I do like about this site is they leave all of those mistakes in where a lot of other other class sites would kind of edit those out um, because the instructor doesn't want to let anybody know that they actually make mistakes once in a while. So. Some of the different classes that they offer on here are, of course, the sculpting classes that I've talked about. Um, and those range from full on, um, one of a kind art dolls to ball jointed dolls. Those are really, really a big deal. Um, if you fall down the ball jointed doll hole on Instagram, you will find all sorts of cool stuff. Um, but they have several classes on here about how to make ball jointed dolls yourself and then how to get into molding and casting them in resin. So what I didn't mention before, going kind of with the cost of these classes, are they're looking at these as one of the things they say over and over again is that taking these classes is an investment in yourself. These are really geared towards people who want to get more professional. They, um, they may maybe have some beginning experience in some of these, these hobbies. Um, And they want to get better at it. They want to maybe try to make money out of it or just improve for themselves. So they've got all of the mostly polymer clay sculpting, but that's not the only medium that they use. Some of it's paper clay. But uh, needle felting, there is a class that I I haven't taken this one yet, but I really want to. It's about how to create um, needle felted dolls. And these are like, Very large dolls. And uh, I think this class, yeah, there it is. I'm sorry. This class does a 10 inch tall um, doll, which is really pretty cool. If you haven't ever tried needle felting, it's really hard, (laughs) at least for me. I've given it a go and it really, really was pretty difficult. Um, So I would need a class to actually get anywhere because doing it, I bought a little kit on my own and it really, I wasn't very successful at it. So some of the other classes are um, how to make uh, one-of-a-kind artist teddy bears. So those are plushies. Plushies are really big. But these are jointed typically where their arms and their legs and stuff move. And those are really cool. And it's very helpful to see a professional do these so that you get an idea really of how, how to put some of these pieces together. Because... When you're doing those in particular, you have you need a pattern. And if you're not very good at sewing or you don't have a lot of experience at sewing, then it gets really hard to make all of these shapes. And it's really helpful to watch a professional show you how to make the pattern and how to alter the pattern according to what you want to do. So um, I actually, I have... The teddy bear class too so like i said i bought a bunch of these classes but the recent one that i think you might like kelly was about puppets
1: a truly underutilized method of communication in my opinion
0: i know we've we've talked about puppets before yes,
1: We have. and
0: un- unfortunately so how this site does these classes is they usually take three days So it's kind of like if you went to a convention and you were taking a workshop is basically how they're organized and they cram a lot of information in three days. They put these courses up when they, when they are recording them live, they're actually streaming on their site. And so for those three days that they're on there, you could watch them for free. And if you really want to get all of the information you would need to buy the class. But you can watch them for free. You have to go to the upcoming classes section on the website, and it will show you the classes that are coming up. And you can even pre-register on their site. And they'll send you an email to remind you that the class is going to start. And for one, that's how you would preview a class to see if you want to take it. But this recent class, this class was just a week or so ago on puppet construction. And it's called Foam Rubber Puppet Construction and Character Creation with Barry Gordimer. Unfortunately, these classes air live during the day. And I was at work for the first two days of this class. So I only got to see a few minutes when I got a break. But the third day, I was actually um, at home that day. And I got to watch most of that day's class. And this class just really, really blew me away. It, it is so cool. And I can't really describe to you how cool this guy's puppets are. But they're, they're full on like sculpted face creatures. And they're all made out of rubber and glue. And he makes it look so easy. And you get the pattern with the class and everything but um that class was really really super cool and um i think i will put some of the pictures from that class on the blog post for people to see because i i thought it was just super neat he is a professional his his puppets are on another level from some of the things that that i've seen before because i've talked about puppet making on this this um podcast before because puppets are just cool who doesn't like puppets absolutely so um, these are just really, really super cool. And the materials that he uses are pretty easily found because from what he says, if you're, if you're traveling with one of these puppets and something breaks and you have to fix it, um, you need to be using materials that you can actually go pick up at the hardware store or someplace like that so that you can get the materials to fix the puppet. So this class was really, really awesome. So to go back to my little asterisks about the price, I'm going to tell you how much they are um, and then give you, you know, some, some tips on how to go about getting some of these classes just a little bit cheaper. So their standard class for these three day long classes, they run $137. Now, Unfortunately, it's not going to help you for the classes that have already aired. But the classes that are coming up, um, when when they actually go live, where they're recording them, and you can pre-order them, but most of us are going to want to watch the class a little bit to see if it's worth us spending money on. You get like 30% off while the class is active for those three days. Now, if you go to the site, though... And you look around and you see some of those past classes that you are interested in, you know, looking back, because like most online businesses out there these days, they have a lot of sales. So if you're just a little bit patient and you're not in a huge hurry to get one of these classes, if you hold on to, you know, like a, a major holiday or sign up for their newsletter, um, they have sales quite a lot that give you 30% off. Now, if they've got a class on that has an instructor that's done previous classes with them, they almost always, from what I've seen, put all of their backlog classes are also on sale and you can bundle them or get them individually all at the discount. So it does help lessen the class price. Um, But like I said, I, I... Every class that I've taken from this site has been worth the money. Now, I've gotten most of mine on sale or bundled. But um, so I got them a little bit cheaper. And for those of you like me who have trouble with internet access, they offer DVDs. Now, you do have to pay extra to get the DVDs. You have to buy the standard class and then the DVDs are an add-on. But you can get these classes as a DVD too so that you can watch them through your computer's DVD player um, or on your DVD player when you don't have internet access, because, you know, you never know when the internet's going to go down if you live in my area.
1: So what, have you been doing the DVDs when you have got the classes?
0: Um, I don't have all of the classes on DVDs. I've got two of them um, that I did go ahead and get the DVD add-ons. So um, it's the exact same thing that they have online. So you're you're getting the whole class just like it is if you streamed it online. It just depends. It's easier for you to use. So um I don't think there's there's any any quality difference between the two, really. Now, the one downside I have with this, and and I wouldn't normally say anything about, about this kind of part of it, but it is my one annoyance with this site is When you buy a class and you go through the checkout procedure, they send you an email that you have to click a link to activate your class. Now, I don't know if this happens for everybody, but like I said, I've bought several classes from this site, and it's happened on every one of mine, so it's not a glitch. I'm thinking it probably happens to everybody. Um, You end up, it takes you back to checkout again. And whatever you do, if you don't, if you do this, don't check out again. Just call them or they have a chat function on their website and get hold of them to give you access to the class. Don't check out again. Um, They're very responsive to email and chat. And I haven't called them, but apparently a lot of people do. So it's, um, that's the one downside. And I wish that they would get that fixed. I think they're working on it, but that just to warn anybody if they go and they buy the class to don't don't check out again because you're going to get a second charge, and it'll take a couple days for them to you know reverse it. So don't do that. But other than that, I really, really like this site. It's got a lot of stuff on there that is kind of in my wheelhouse. So if you're into jewelry making, they've got class a lot of classes on jewelry making. They have a lot of um, fused glass classes on there, which I have no familiarity with, and those look pretty cool too. So if you're if that is a hobby of yours and you're wanting to get better at it, they have a whole bunch of fused glass tut- um, classes. And some of the classes are cheaper, so you just have to look around and see um, what you're interested in and see how much the classes are. But in general, most of the ones I've looked at run 137 full price. Like I said, you can get a discount. So they have painting classes. They do have some knitting um, classes too, but I'm I'm kind of mastered out <laughs> on on knitting. I'm sure there's more I could learn, but I'm pretty good at the knitting, y'all. So I've moved. I I I need to learn other hobbies.
1: So. And and we still stand by you know knitting knitting content, podcast, and the like are our arch nemesis since they consistently outperform our little podcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of knitting podcasts out there, which is, is I'm a knitter. I still find it a little weird, but you know, I guess people listen to the knitting podcast while they're knitting. Um, But they should listen to us because we tell them other things to do, but I guess it's hard for them to do while they're knitting. I guess. (laughs) So anyway, um, I wanted to throw this out there because if it's, it's another place to go to learn stuff that, you can't find these sorts of things anywhere else. If you're, if you're trying to get into, particularly like I'm talking about sculpting, there's not a lot of places online for you to go to learn more. I mean, there's a ton of YouTube videos, but most of the people that are doing those, they may not be explaining what they're doing. They may just be showing you what they're doing, but they're not really giving you a step-by-step. These classes, you're doing a class project from beginning to end um like the puppet one he was cramming uh i forget how many hours he said into those 3 days and i think he ran over um every day by at least an hour so but and they kept going i mean it's not like they cut him off they they recorded until until he got done so you got all of it even though it ended up being more than what they were planning on doing so um they're really cool people and it's a, really cool, it's a really cool site and a really cool place to go to learn things that you can't really find other places. I mean, unless you're by an art school or you're someplace where you actually have an independent artist who is giving classes themselves, it's hard to find those people. So if you're really serious about learning some of these, online learning is really the only place most of us have to go. Um, particularly if you're like me and you live in kind of a rural area, you don't have anywhere else to go but online. So then I have the double whammy of not really having much internet anymore. So the DVDs work out great for that. So that's CuriousMondo.com. And um, I will, of course, have a link on the website on our blog post. And you can go check them out and see if there's any classes that you're interested in. And uh, sign up for their newsletter. And, they will have a sale at some point, and you'll be able to pick some up. But um, and if anybody wants any more information about the particular classes that I have taken, um, to see if they want to take them, hit me up, and I will tell you how it goes.
1: Sounds awesome, and it, so with the thirty percent off, that they probably clock in around a hundred bucks. Then is that?
0: Yeah, it's ninety. Yeah. It's ninety-seven dollars. Yeah. Now the DVDs are gonna are gonna run you I forget how much the DVDs run but it's an add-on so it it if you get it with a discount and you're gonna do the DVDs it's gonna it's gonna bump you up to I think like the original price but if DVDs are the way you need to go um, especially getting it at the discount will make it a little bit more affordable for you but it's worth it um, that I wouldn't tell people that this price was worth it if it wasn't, if I really didn't think it was. I've learned a lot from these. I had my my um, art doll done, and I'd put, a, I'd put a picture up, but I don't have her done yet. I still have to add hair to her, paint her face, but anyway.
1: Oh. Well, looking forward to seeing that, and uh, well done on the description that you managed to get a, a two-act great band name show of... Ball, joint, ball jointed doll hole <laughs> as, <laughs> as a headliner, which is one you got to really say slow, I think, to get right. And I think um, a needling felt would be the opening act. So I think that's yes. really cool. Awesome. Yeah. That's that's uh, really cool. And I'm looking forward to seeing some of the puppet work. Uh, we and, need-
0: and they had some cosplay uh, foam armor classes on there, too. I I haven't looked at those. I haven't taken them, but they they have all sorts of stuff. I mean, sewing, um, fiber dyeing, all there's they have all sorts of classes on there. It's just really very broad ranging. So there's Excellent. probably something for everybody.
1: Well, Mel talks about crafts a lot and ways you can get better at it. Uh, I talk about documentaries when well, I'm not talking about Alice Cooper. I talk about documentaries a lot, and uh, that will be how I'll go for this week. Um, not sure how I missed this. Uh, it's the movie was released in 2013, but I had like zero recollection until it just kind of showed up here recently on Netflix. Are you familiar with Finding Vivian Meyer, the documentary nope. Finding Vivian Meyer?
0: No, nope, not, not at all.
1: So, very, very interesting documentary. Uh, I want to, I mean, you got to really kind of experience the whole thing. So I'm not going to give you like tons of details out, but I'm going to give you the general arc of it in that there was this guy who um, I think his name's John Maloof, double check on that, but I believe that was his name. He, he was working on a history book and he wanted, he wanted some kind of era photos and he was at some sort of sale and he bought this big box of negatives and took them home and started to look through some of them and said, eh, I don't think these are, these are good but I don't think they're going to quite work. So he just kind of tossed him in his closet. And then a little while later, he brought him back out again and started going through them again. And he goes, wow, actually, these are more than a little good. These are very, very good. And so he, he went back to um, where he had purchased it, and they were basically uh, looking to clean out some storage uh, that had a bunch of, of uh, material by this, this lady named Vivian Meyer. And so he was able to track down everybody they had sold stuff to, gathered a lot of that, uh, eventually began to figure out a few connections enough that he kind of got back into the area that she uh, lived. At that point, she had passed away. And there was this big storage uh, area where they had just kept a bunch of her stuff. And they're like, we're going to, at this point, we're basically going to throw it away. uh, So if you want it, you can have it. So he gathered it all in. Once he gathered it all in either printed or in negative or in undeveloped film, he had come across a trove of about a hundred thousand photos. Wow. Uh, that, and, uh, this, um, so Vivian Meyer, very interesting character. Uh, she basically served, served as a nanny. She, she would do kind of housekeeper nanny work for families, mostly up in the Chicago area and, uh, constantly had, uh, a camera and would just when we take take the kids out into the city all different places and would just take all these kind of candid urban shots of of different things uh, and uh, very private very reclusive probably appears to be a bit of a hoarder too and that she'd kind of like grab if she'd say I she'd she live with the families as a nanny and she'd say okay good this will be my room I'd like to put a lock on my room so no one can get in my room And she just was very particular, so a very kind of unique, quirky personality. And you know, in going through the documentary, for a while you're trying to pin down: was this just somebody wired differently, or did they go through some sort of trauma at some point in time? And unfortunately, as they kind of finish, by the time it eventually finishes off, you 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 start to come to the conclusions: yeah, there was there was probably something somewhere in her past life that may have kind of Set her on a slightly different path, a little bit of a troll path, but her work, her art is just remarkable. There's multiple websites up there of a site for the documentary, a site that goes to a lot of her work. So it's, mo- it's mostly black and white, but she recorded, she would do these recordings, just her talking. She'd shoot some film, uh, some actual movie film, uh, and some of that was in color, uh, but most of it was photos and most of the photos were black and white. And they're just uh, remarkable. And so it's just, she's a fascinating character. So kind of just going through the whole thing and kind of learning about her. And and what you're basically getting to talk to is the kids uh, that she was the nanny for. And uh, she was um, an adventuresome soul and definitely interested in getting shots. So it was like, hey, kids, let's go downtown uh, Chicago and let's go to the roughest, toughest part of the city. (laughs) because we're going to get some really great shots. <laughs> and then of course, so you walk up into kind of maybe a dicey section of town and start shooting pictures. And that's gotta be interesting and crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, uh, took, took a, took a kid to the, uh, um, uh, stockyards <laughs> as well for one. So that was a nice little trip, uh, as, as well as they were unloading the sheep and all those types of things. So, uh, she was just, uh, a very unique uh, individual. It's fascinating to hear kind of each of the individual kids uh, recollection now, not kids anymore, but as adults talking about kind of the unique experience it was with her, but I highly recommend uh, we'll, we'll include links in the blog post, going and starting to look at some of her work. Cause it's, it's really, really good stuff. She, she never really, you know, and this was always kind of the question is like, you've amassed this huge amount of work and it's all really very good, but are you showing it to anyone? Do you want anyone to see it? And there's that. So the guy that eventually amassed all of this, uh, has been trying to get various museums and art institutions to display the work. And for some reason, the kind of formal art community is, doesn't really buy a whole lot into, um, posthumously generated photography for whatever reason. And so he's had a hard time getting placement in, uh, Uh, some of the higher end kind of art institutions, but he hasn't lacked for opportunity. There's a lot of, a lot of uh, museums and other places that are very open to the work. And anytime one of these shows goes on anywhere, it's just packed because uh, the work's so just so fantastic. And so Mm -hmm. it was a great, it was a great thing to watch because you got to see just tons and tons and tons of what she had done and all of it was interesting and cool. And you hear a little bit of the backstory, how likely some of it happened. And then just as a character, uh, she was really a really interesting individual. So I had never, never heard of this, but I just, I, I didn't anticipate going into it, that this was a a, show, a documentary that was going to keep me just kind of riveted throughout the whole thing. But I stayed interested and intrigued throughout the entire, the entire uh, documentary. And so I just can't recommend it enough. It's called Finding Vivian Meyer. And that's Meyer, M-A-I-E-R. And you'll hear, you'll learn some things around. That's the way it's spelled on the documentary. But again, because she was super private, she would spell it different ways and, and do all sorts yeah. of very interesting things. So just a, a fascinating person, some tremendous work, and also just kind of an interesting story of this, this guy that kind of picked it up and has been trying to kind of make it available feeling it should be seen, and trying to find ways to have it seen more. I think the documentary itself, as these things started to come out, was funded largely through Kickstarter. But uh, So it's just kind of cool all the way around. So finding Vivian Vivian Meyer, which is on Netflix, uh, is my recommendation for this week.
0: That sounds really cool. She sounds like a character.
1: A complete, yeah, super interesting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know something about stockyards and take people. Kids to this stockyard, yeah. so that's cool i'm gonna have to try to see if my internet connection will let me get on my netflix account
1: i would uh i know there's there's a a documentary we won't we won't uh, we won't dig up past wounds but i know i recommended another documentary about another individual who's also <laughs> a, who's also a character uh-huh. <laughs> a little while back but
0: that's on the news a lot lately yeah, we've
1: been we've heard a little bit from him lately uh this this is I would put this one ahead of that. I think you're going to, I think, I think this will touch a lot of bases for you. And you'll, I, I think, I think you'll find it really fascinating, And I think cool. hopefully the folks listening do as well.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. It'd be, it'd be cool if they put out, um, I mean, they could use Kickstarter to put out a book of her photographs if they haven't already.
1: Oh. yeah i'm not I'm not certain if they have but boy it it's deserving the only and boy you could put out a lot <laughs> you could you could uh, do volumes and volumes of of, of things there so it's just like I said it's just spellbinding the the just learning about this very just kind of unique soul uh kind of navigating the world and so it's very very interesting
0: yeah that's cool i'm gonna I'm gonna have to run over there I'll, I'll get on my phone since I have a better connection and um, add that to my watch list.
1: There you go, and you can bump it above that other documentary.
0: Yeah, I did actually mean to watch that other one the other day, <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't bring myself to do it.
1: <laughs> it uh, you'll you'll you you're gonna need to check your biorhythms or do something kind of. It's it's definitely uh, uh yeah. There's a right time and a wrong time, and probably most of the times are wrong for that one, but we'll see uh, on that. Know.
0: And have enough alcohol in
1: the house. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> cool. So I'm going to call an, an audible. Poor Mel, as we were getting ready to um, get ready for the show, I said, "Oh yeah, I got a social media uh, recommendation," and then it took me forever to try and dig out some information on it. So she patiently waited as I scrolled and scrolled and scrolled through Twitter and all that, and went through all that pain. And now I'm going to call an audible and do something else. But so sorry, <laughs> Mel. Uh okay. But. Uh, it, it was inspired by your recommendation uh, okay. to to do. So this is a YouTube channel and the YouTube channel is Odin makes O D I N space makes M a K E S. Uh, and this gentleman is largely cosplay prop maker, uh, explains things really well, does really, really good work. Uh, he, and can't fault him. I think he's got a really great following and so you, you want to monetize. So he, he does monetize his videos, but a lot of his, a lot of his kind of the money behind it now comes in with him. Actually, he kind of get a commercial from him (laughs) sometimes in some of these like, Hey, I'm working on a Viking helmet, but speaking of Vikings, Hey, here's a really good game with Vikings. And and you'll get a few minutes of that uh, as well, but it's not, it's not too bad. And it's, you know, it's, it's the price of commerce and those types of things, because it's obviously free beyond that, but he's a, a very talented individual. And, Everything from um, Thanos's the Infinity Gauntlet, Captain America's shield, Thor's helmet from Ragnarok, um, Back to the Future, uh, uh, Back to the Future stuff, Ghostbusters stuff. He just uh, he does a huge number of things, uh, explains it pretty well, gives you all the parts. T- typically talks about how uh, most of the things he uses it's a pretty pretty low cost operation in terms of going going through. He does it very well, step by step gives you tips uh he also will include not in full length but as as he's doing some things if he if he goofs up you uh you typically see if we like hey here's a, here's what i when to try to do it the first time here's what i did wrong uh he uses a belt sander for for a lot of the foam um armor prep and pretty consistently about every show if he's using the belt sander there's a there's a minor belt sander kicking the foam <laughs> out of his hand incident <laughs> and you get that he always includes that in there as well which yeah. is nice but uh yeah. Uh, explains things really well. And so while I think it would lack some of the the depth of what Mel talked about for her programs, these will typically be 20-minute videos, but it's pretty thorough. And and like the whole making a Captain America shield out of foam Mm -hmm. was just a pretty interesting thing to watch to see how to do it. And it seemed to make really good sense. So
0: Yeah. I I think cosplayers are one of those groups of people who um, don't, they're not—they're not like some of the other artists out there who try to hide the their methods from other people because they don't want to be copied. Cosplayers are just very giving people, and uh, as a group, so most of the cosplay stuff—I mean, it is out there, and I've given cosplay people out there too as recommendations. So, um, yeah, they're—they're very—they're very forthcoming with all of their info. I follow so many of them, and we've talked about a bunch of cosplayers on yep, here before. Yes, we have. Because Kelly is a cosplayer, I just like to make stuff. <laughs> I'm not yeah. actually going to go like go anywhere in it probably ever, but I do like to make stuff.
1: Well, and I've used some of the stuff you've made before because your your Jane's hat uh, back in the day. Oh
0: uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. There, There's a thought for your next one. Put a Jane's hat on that Kylo. <laughs> and there you go.
1: Yeah. Actually. So that would, that would be easier. <laughs> that would be. And I've got, cause um, uh, Mel, Mel was nice enough to make me and not only me, but the Piranha egg. Uh, cause I don't believe I've ever mentioned, but I have the actual <laughs> prop egg from the movie Piranha Conda. Uh, she made the Piranha Conda egg uh, and me our own Jane's hat Uh, and, but on Mel's first go around on, on the Jane's hat, I I think she, and it's understandable. I think she assumed (laughs) that my, my head was more, more basketball sized. (laughs) So the the first hat, first hat came in a little on the large side, but perhaps the perfect size to slide right over the top of a Kyle Ren helmet. I just, that just occurred to me that that's probably so the, the boy, that would be, super fast (laughs) that would be a great way to go
0: Hmm. yeah and you could get one of the the t-shirts that jane's that jane wore and uh wear that but yeah i have a problem with hats i still have the same problem with hats i always make them too big the first time and then i have to rip them out and do them over again i don't know why i just think everybody's head looks bigger than it is so
1: well if i don't um uh do it for sure on the next round because i do like the idea of doing the steampunk one all oh, that's gonna be a lot more work um i will i'll get you a picture of, of what the kylo run helmet would look like with the Jane's head on it yeah, yeah. Cool.
0: cool yeah firefly well yeah yeah i don't know there's there's no there's no kylo-esque level in, of people in firefly jane would be the well he'd be the closest but you know he's not really all that bad Unless you're going to do reverse from Firefly, but then you wouldn't need the Jane's helmet. So, I mean, the Jane's hat. So, anyway, we're going to turn into a cosplay show. That's what we're there
1: you do. go. Yep. The, the, the Kylo Ren mashup cosplay show. Hey, and yeah. maybe we'll compare this and that.
0: Yeah. And anyone that has recommendations for Kelly's next Kylo Ren mashup cosplay, put them in the comments.
1: Yep. Definitely open to new ideas. Keep them simple, though. <laughs> I'm lazy. <laughs>
0: Oh, so that's all I have. I don't have any um, social media again this week.
1: Not a problem. Um, Thanks for everybody for listening. Our our good friend, Matt, who I've been, I would like to point out, remarkably nice to over the last many episodes. I haven't had anything mean to say about him. Um, So I guess I should probably stop that and kind of get back on the wagon. So (laughs) speaking about ball-jointed doll holes, we're going to hand it (laughs) over to our good friend, Matt. We'll give you all the information on how you can connect with us on the interwebs, Twitter, Stitch, etc. So thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Bye. You can contact us on our website, nurtureandsupport.net,
0: or email us at nurtandsupp at gmail.com. That's N-U-R-T-A-N-D-S-U-P-P at gmail.com, or tweet us at sup on Twitter. You can also catch Nurture and Support on YouTube.
1: Just search Nurture and Support or Kelly Tool. Nurturing and Supporting Turn.